mountain, in the valley, in the crowded streets, or the empty desert, in our hope, and in our waiting, we are never alone. Good morning, Christ Church. Pastor Rob, lead pastor here at uh, Christ Church. Uh, good morning, Upper Room. Awesome to have all you folks gathered up there. And uh, we know lots of folks watching this online today as well. Because uh, today's kind of a unique day for us. We don't do it very often, but uh, with a Christmas weekend, it uh, seemed like an opportune time to do it. And that is to have one service on Sunday morning. So if you look around, you're probably seeing some faces you don't know. That doesn't mean it's the first time they've been here, okay? Uh, still greet him though, right? That's what we do around here is greet every face we don't know. Uh, but a uh, good chance for us as Christ Church to be together as one this morning and uh, just realize uh, what, what God has been doing and how many people are really part of, uh, of Christ Church. Uh, we're uh, moving forward in our uh, series here, God With Us. And appropriately today, we're talking about God with us uh, in the streets, right? Uh, and it's all based on our verse from Matthew uh, 1. And uh, we'll do it again together like we uh, have every week, right? Uh, don't forget uh, verse uh, 22 is an important verse. Hint, be here tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk more about verse 22. But let's read verse 23 together. You ready? Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Okay. Well, we've been looking at that phrase and asking the question over these weeks about uh, what does it mean for us to be able to say that and to understand that in the, the variety of uh, experiences and situations and seasons uh, in our life, right? So we've talked about uh, God with us in the valley. We've talked about God with us in the wilderness. Uh, we've talked about God with us uh, in the mountaintop last week. And today, of course, we move into God with us in the streets, right? What does it mean, God with us in the streets? Well, uh, fundamentally, it's the everyday, right? God with us in the uh, everyday. I mean, you're hopefully here at Christ Church on Sunday morning. That's one day a week, and it's only one morning. But where do you spend a whole lot of your time? Out there in the streets, right? That's it. It's, it's that rest of life that you experience uh, out there. What does it mean for us to say that God is with us, not, not simply here in this room where he, he is and we know he promises to be here, but what does it mean for us to say that God is with us in our everyday, in, in everything that goes on out there in the everyday of the streets uh, that, that we live in? Here's the first observation for you as we, uh, as we look at that. Uh, one is to understand that Jesus is at home literally at home on the streets, right? Uh, this comes out of Luke 9, and there's a fellow that uh, just becomes uh, enthralled in Jesus and his teachings and just wants to give it all up. And you can see he says, listen, I will follow you wherever you go, right? This guy's ready to sign up. He's all on board. And notice how Jesus responds to him. 
right? He responds first by just acknowledging, man, be careful what you wish for. You don't know what you're asking to do here, right? But in it, we get an insight into Jesus's every day, right? Here's what he says. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. What did, what did we just learn about Jesus? Doesn't have a mortgage. No picket fence. No lawn to mow. He doesn't have a home. I mean, he has a hometown. We, we know that he goes back to Nazareth. And when he does go back to Nazareth, he's not greeted very well. But in this, he's, he's acknowledging he doesn't really have a home in that his home is the everyday. And if you go through the Gospels, you look at how he spends his time. He spends way more time in the streets, in people's homes, out there in people's businesses, out there where people live, out there in the struggles of whatever people are going through. He spends way more time out there in the streets than he does in the synagogue. Now, that, by the way, is not an excuse for you to not show up here on Sunday mornings, all right? Uh, because as you're going to learn, hopefully, that would be, I mean, if you're going to take him serious out there in the streets, uh, what? Well, yeah, you better be here because that would be offensive to take him serious out there and ignore him on Sunday, right? So that's not an excuse. It's just an acknowledgement of the reality of what it means to say God is with us. That when God says he's committed to your life, He's not simply committed to your life when you come into this room. He is committed to your life everywhere. Just like this guy says, listen, I will follow you wherever. God is committed to wherever life takes you. And Jesus is at home there. He is comfortable and at home in your business, in your home, on the streets, whatever you're going through. We get a hint of the power of that uh, when Jesus dies. Because in the temple of the Old Testament, there was this place called the Holiest of Holies. And that was the place that every good Jew understood this is exactly where God is. That God resides in the Holiest of Holies. But when Jesus dies on the cross, an experience takes place in the temple. It's described here in Mark 15. It says when he, he breathed his last, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple around that holies of holies was torn in two from what? From top to bottom. Who did the tearing? You see, the Father is saying, no, you cannot contain me in any building. You, you cannot contain me here in the holiest of holies. No, I am now loose in the world. That means he is loose every single day in your every day out there in the streets where you are. He refuses to be relegated to simply being in one holy place. He's invested in your every day. The psalmist understood it. Where can I go to escape your spirit? I can never get away from your presence. That means he is committed to be absolutely Everywhere, every day, committed to the streets that you experience. If you look at uh, Luke, there's a great story that exemplifies that. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories out of, uh, out of the scripture. 
And uh, it's right after the resurrection experience. I know it seems odd to talk about the resurrection at Christmas, but they tie together, right? Uh, it's right after the, the resurrection experience. So Jesus has risen from the dead, uh, and he's already showed up in the locked room where the disciples were captured in fear. And now he shows up. And notice where he shows up. It says there were two followers who were walking uh, to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. So if they're walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, what are they walking on? A street, right? They're walking on a road. They're walking on a street. And what happens? As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And they talked and they discussed these things. And Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Does anything strike you odd about that, what I highlighted there? Jesus himself. I mean, wouldn't it be enough to just say Jesus? What's the point? Well, they want you to understand absolutely clearly who showed up on the street. They want to make sure you don't have any doubts about who showed up on the street in the midst of the confusion and the anxiety and the doubts and the questioning that was going on as these two guys were walking along on the street and discussing with one another. In the midst of their everyday, all the angst of their everyday Jesus himself shows up. He knows what's going on in your street. He's not only comfortable in your street, he, he knows what's going on on your street, in your everyday. Great experience in, this, in, the, in the Luke text here. So he shows up on the street and he asks them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? Now, who's asking the question? That would be the risen Jesus. Do you suppose he has any clue what they're talking about? Why does he bother to ask the questions? Because he wants to be where you are, not simply where he is. He's really ready to enter into where you are. See, he was not afraid of their confusion. He was not afraid of their questions. He was not afraid of their doubts. You see, if you're here this morning and you're kind of confused about this guy, Jesus, or if you're here this morning and you're questioning why is stuff happening in my life the way it is right now, if you're not so sure about everything that's going on and you've got that confusion, that doubt, that questioning, Jesus is absolutely comfortable with that. He is not afraid of entering into those thoughts and that conversation. He lives in the streets, and he knows the word on the street. So he asks them the question. He's ready to get it out on the table. I love the response. Notice what it says next. They stopped short. You can picture that in your head. Walking along, he asks the question, and they're like, right? Sadness on their face, it says. I mean, they just drop right there. Everything stops right there with that question. And then Clophus asked the most amazing question in Scripture, in my view. Most amazing question. He says, or comment, he says, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. Think about the irony of that question and that statement. Think about the irony of that question. Who is the absolutely only person that really knows <laughs> What's actually taken place the last few days? Every blow, 
every spit that came on his face, every drop of blood that dropped from his brow, who knows exactly everything that took place on the streets in those last few days. He's Jesus. He knows the word on the street. He knows your confusion. He knows your doubt. He knows your questioning. He knows whatever is going on in your life Monday through Saturday, not just Sunday. And here's the great news. He has a word to say about your street. He has a word to say about what's going on in your life. So these guys are in the midst of confusion, questioning, doubting, wondering. Their life is in absolute upheaval. They, they thought Jesus was the one, but then he gets crucified. They don't know where their future is going. They're wondering, questioning, and doubting. And in the confusion, Jesus does what? He says, wait, <laughs> you foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scripture. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then look, then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus has a word to speak into your streets. If you're a Christ follower, you need to remember this absolutely every single day. This book was written for the street. This book was written for the street. We, we may talk about it in this room on Sunday. We may get into it in this room on Sunday. But its focus, its purpose was written for the street. It's there for you, for the street. You know, here at Christ Church, it's part of our principles, right? We say there's certain things we stand on, right? We stand on grace alone. We stand on faith alone. And we stand on Scripture alone. Why? Because we know it's the answer. It is God's Word that speaks to the every single day. Don't be afraid of His Word. When Jesus is walking along in the midst of their confusion, where does He take them? Right into the Scripture. You see, this Word is for your every day. And when you get into that word and you start applying that word into your street, into your everyday, when you, when you take God's principles and God's word and you let Jesus loose into your everyday, he's going to show up and he's going to start showing himself to you. That's what happens to these guys. They, Jesus opens the word to them and then they, they're like, wow, you cannot leave. You need to come and sit down with us. We've got to have supper together we got to talk more about this. They go in, they sit down, they have supper together. Verse 31, suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. Right there in the middle of the street. Notice they were not in the synagogue. Where were they? Sitting in a home, sitting in the streets, sitting out there in the world, doing their every day, having supper together. And Jesus shows up. See, Jesus is absolutely comfortable in whatever your street is. Jesus is absolutely ready to understand and know what's going on in your street. Jesus is absolutely ready to speak a word into your street. Jesus is absolutely capable, confident, and ready to show himself to you in your everyday. He's ready to show himself to you 
in your everyday. Now here's the cool transition. You ready? When he starts showing himself to you, he's also going to start using you. Right? If you listen this morning and, and you understand this this morning and, and you believe what we're talking about this morning and you take him with you out there into your everyday, right? You start, you start taking his word out with you into your everyday. You start expecting him to show up in your everyday. He's going to start showing up and he's going to start working, not just in your life, but through your life. How can I say that? Well, it's in Scripture, right? What he opened up to those guys, right? If you look at Ephesians 1, it says, and the church is his body. Okay, you ready for an experiment? Do this for me. Uh, go ahead, upper room, help me out too on this thing, right? Uh, just put your hand out in front of you, would you? Put your hand out there. Now, study that hand, right? Have you looked at your hands lately? Beyond saying, you should have clipped my nails, right? I mean, look at, look at that hand. Do you know what you are looking at? If you're a Christ follower, you're looking at the hand of Christ. He just said it, didn't he? He said, and the church is his what? It's his body. That hand right there, your hand, if you're in, if you're all in, and say, Lord, I'm going to follow you Everywhere I'm going to follow you into the everyday, out there into the street. I'm going to follow you into the everyday. That's his hand. That's his hand. He says, you, the church, you're his body. It's made full. You are made full and complete by Christ. And he fills all things where? Everywhere, including where you work where you play, in your home, in your school, wherever you are, every single day. Now, I want to suggest, Christ Church, that you start doing some things in your everyday. To understand what it means to have God with us, right, to be part of our everyday. If we believe that and take that serious, it's going to be, we're going to start changing what we do and how we do every day. So I'm going to make some quick suggestions on some things to do now in your everyday, if, you, if you're on board with this. One, begin to pray for your street. Uh, we pray this prayer, right? We, we do it every single week in here. We call it the Lord's Prayer. It's the example prayer Jesus gave us. And in the prayer, he says, listen, pray like this. You know, our Father in heaven, uh, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Where? May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's his way of saying, Lord, just work in the everyday. Right now, right here. What, what would it be if you would literally walk your street and start praying for every family or every person that lives in a house? Just walk your street and stop and pray for the people in that house. How about this? What if you would take your cell phone contact list and you would start praying over every person in that contact list? I mean, how many people you got on your contact list, but it's a ton, and you know them, right? You're in relationship with them, and they're right there in your phone. You must have them in there for a reason because you know them or care about them. What would it be if this was your street? 
and you started just putting your hand on this contact list, and every single day you started praying that God would give you the opportunity to share Christ with each one of these people. Or just give them an invitation to come to Christmas or come to Christ Church for something. What if this became your street? We're going to, at the end of uh, the message today, we're going to show you a really neat video that uh, kind of illustrates that uh, for you. Uh, so it's, it's a really neat video. But the principle is what? You have a street. You have a street. You have people around you all the time. And if you're going to be the body of Christ, if you take seriously that God is with you, then you will start letting him use you on your street. But you've got to be willing to do it. You've got to be willing to step into being the body of Christ. Not just uh, showing up in this room, but being on mission every day, all the time, everywhere out there. If you look at uh, Matthew 8, Jesus does an amazing uh, thing in Old Testament experience. He does an amazing thing when a leper comes to him and asks to be healed. And interesting how the leper asks to be healed. He says, Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. What does this guy know? Well, he's out there on the street, and he knows that Jesus has the power and the ability to heal him. Heal him. What's the only question? Is he willing? Notice Jesus' response. He goes beyond the expectation of being willing. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. How do you go beyond? Not only was he willing to heal him, but he was equally willing to what? To reach out and touch a leper. How many times have you had the moment when you've been in conversation with somebody that you know and in that conversation, they go beyond the surface and the polite. Like, hey, how about that Bears win last week? Pretty awesome, wasn't it? I'm just saying. They go beyond. Just an illustration. It's just an illustration. That's all it is. But they go beyond, right, that surface and polite stuff. And they start getting into some, some really sensitive stuff. And how often is your gut reaction to close it down? Are you willing? Are you willing to be the body of Christ out there in the everyday, out there in the streets? Are you willing to actually start touching hurting people, suffering people? Are you willing? What would it be if we understood what it is that God is really with us out there in that every day. And if we really believe that through us, God can actually change a life. That he can actually forgive and transform a life. There's the experience in Mark 5 where Jesus does that. We see him do it all through his ministry, right? There's a guy possessed by a legion of demons. The point is it's not just one, it's a legion, right? I mean, this is like overwhelming stuff. 
and the guy's possessed, and when he's possessed, he throws himself in the fire, he wears ragged clothes, he's dirty, smelly, uh, nobody wants to be around him, absolutely an untouchable kind of guy. Jesus casts out the legion of demons, and it's so interesting how the guy is described after that. The crowd gathers around Jesus, they see the man who was possessed by those legion of demons, and how did he look? He was sitting there fully clothed, and what? Perfectly sane. His life had been absolutely transformed from what it was to what it is. Do you believe that you really have the hand of Christ, and through Christ, people in their lives can get touched and get changed? Jesus was getting into a boat. There was a guy who was demon-possessed, right? He casts out the legion, and the guy says, man, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to go wherever you go, just like the guy earlier. I want to follow you. And look where Jesus sends him. Nope. Go home where? To the people you know. Go home to the people you know and tell them everything the Lord has done for you. We celebrate Christmas, God with us. But what does it mean? What does it mean to understand he really is with us out there in the everyday, wherever we are on the streets? That we will reach out and be willing to touch people who seem so untouchable. Because Jesus is working. He says, I'm going to keep building my church. I'm going to keep building my church. We are the church. Through us, he's going to keep working. For us to say God is with us means we believe it and we're ready to be it. If you're with me today, if you're following through this to understand what it means for God to be with us on the streets, then you've got to get ready and get excited for what God is going to do. Once you buy into this, you've got to get ready and get excited how God is going to use your life to transform other people. He is going to create a new future for you. He's going to create a new future of how he's going to use you beyond your thoughts or your imagination. It gets captured in Acts 2. And he says, now uh, it was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel that he was going to pour out his spirit upon how, who? All people. That would be us, you, we, right? And then he says, in those days, I'm going to pour out that spirit on my followers, my servant, men, women alike, and they're going to prophesy. And I'm going to do what? I'm going to cause wonders in the heavens above and signs where? On the earth below. He's going to do things in and through your life. It says that we're going to have visions and we're going to have dreams. Here's the bottom line. What does it mean for us to say God is with us in the streets? For our own lives, it means he is absolutely committed to our everyday. Whatever you're experiencing, he is not afraid of it. But it also means he is committed to use us to change the world. He came into the world at Christmas for the purpose of changing people's lives. He hasn't changed, and he will use us. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We ask that you would uh, use us. Uh, be 
with us in our everyday. Sometimes we have doubts and confusions and questions. Thanks for not being afraid, but, but uh, being in the middle of it. And lead us through a conviction that our lives are about something bigger than ourselves. And that uh, you can use us to do miracles even today. Help us to go beyond uh, just uh, talking about you in our comfortable places, but reaching out beyond ourselves into the streets, into the everyday. Help us to be the body of Christ, that the world might be changed through us and through your power in our lives. We commit ourselves to this and we humbly ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. May he bless you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together as his children. Let's pray the way Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pause now and receive our tithes and our offerings this day. If you're a guest with us this morning, we say welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, we never ask our guests to make a gift. So when the basket comes, pass it on by. Uh, the greatest gift you can give to us today is uh, going ahead and uh, filling out this Connect card. Should have been in the handout you received when you came in this morning.